what's your value add? I'm like, yes, that's it. Because if you can live in that space and delegate the rest out, then you have space to start to see that 360 degree view. Then you start to see the possibility with your organization and with your business or your team. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with the most amazing Allie Stone. Allie, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So give us a 5,000-foot view of who you are and what you love to do. Oh, well, uh, I'm the founder of The Inspired Leader, uh, which is a a local company here in Edmonton where I support female professionals uh, in their careers, help them uh, gain the skills to, you know, overcome the overwhelm (laughs) that sometimes comes with building our careers and ascending in our careers. And sometimes, uh, maybe all the time, but it's, it's supposed to be a secret, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yeah. And I just help them um, gain the skills they need to find that balance in their life, to, to reach the levels they want to reach and also find ways to do the work that they love. Because I think that's the most important thing. If we're not doing what we love, then I think we really need to sit down and ask ourselves what we're doing each day, right? Absolutely. So So how did you get into that as a career? Oh, well, that's been a journey. (laughs) (laughs) um, I started as as an entrepreneur in restaurants. So I've actually been in restaurants for the past 17 years, a long time. Um, So I started really early with the original Joe's franchise group. um, And we were part of the Northern Alberta um, group. And so there's a, a, a pod of us partners, if you want to say that. And um, yeah, through that experience, uh, we opened a lot of stores. We were part of huge expansion. And one of the things we recognized really quickly was that um, there was a lot of opportunity for people in the organization and that we wanted to do it differently. So, um, you know, I got really passionate about leadership and I started building my own models around ways to Um, build your career, build your leadership capacity, get to wherever you wanted to go to, whatever that was for you, um, and started coaching and mentoring people. And so I've been doing that for a very long time, just inside the four walls of what that organization is. And now I offer it uh, to women around the world. So it's pretty cool. Nice. I love that. Well, and having kind of sort of done it, been there, bought the t-shirt. To me, running a restaurant is one of the hardest things I've ever done. (laughs) I would way rather have like almost any other business than that one because that was just it there's so many excuse the pun spinning plates that just like it's almost like you're running ragged and it's almost like you have a 24 7 job and by almost I mean like it's actually longer than that it like literally never ends and I don't want to scare people (laughs) (laughs) there's some really amazing parts about it right and I've learned so much and I've learned so much about people and I've loved all that but oh my goodness yeah like on on call 24 hours a day you know like there's always something going on and so that was where this whole idea of developing leaders became so important because I was like we are putting out fires all the time like we need a team we need a community of people that are working with us that can 
help us with this. If we want to build this to 17 plus restaurants, there's no way we can do this alone. And so that became evident really quickly, um, but also became this really fun journey, right? Once we started right. to kind of identify it. Well, and one of the reasons that I like that you're picking the hardest industry that there is, is if you can make it in there, you can do it anywhere. It's like working in a restaurant in New York. If you can do it there, you can do it anywhere. Anything else becomes kind of so. And my um, reason for saying that is the the people listening to this, oftentimes I hear, yeah, but you don't know what it's like for me because ours is harder. And it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> you can do it over there in that restaurant. You can do it anywhere. I guarantee whatever business you have. And a lot of it starts with the mindset. And to me, in fact, it's paramount uh, in this case, when it comes to leadership to start with the mindset, because without the right mindset, you're often putting into place the wrong systems that are kind of destined to fail because you're, you're taking your own, I don't want to say inadequacies, but your own broken thinking into the system and then just manifesting a broken system. Absolutely. And once you become a leader, you have such a responsibility to the people that you lead. So that's our work, right? We need to figure that out. We need to figure out how to be with people, connect with people, how to see around our blind spots <laughs> and our corners so that we can continue to evolve and, and bring other people, you know, on that journey with us. I think it's so important. So yeah, right. yeah, hundred well, percent. And you made an interesting, you were looking at running 17 of them. Is that what you yeah, said? at our at our biggest, <laughs> at our biggest. <laughs> I just want to make sure that that was my my trauma. <laughs> yes, it was pretty wild. It's um it's twelve now. Um, we've yeah. done a little bit of uh, consolidation over the years. Um, but you know, like but still, that's fantastic. Yeah, and I wouldn't trade it. You know, right. because I think it just provides so much opportunity to continue to develop and learn and each restaurant is like its own ecosystem. <laughs> so you're learning so much in each of them all of the time. Um, and I think that that has been part of what has kept me here for 17 years because like never a dull moment, right? right. That's <laughs> so, awesome. So is yeah. there really a big difference between 12 and 17? It, it seems so uh, far out there that it's like, there it, it can't be that much difference at that no, point. <laughs> you know, there's a big difference between one and two. Yeah. And I said, you kind of need to get to four or five before you start to reap the benefits of like a, a bigger organization. When it was one and two, it was like, oh my God, you just didn't even sleep. <laughs> You're running from restaurant to restaurant all the time and you didn't have the team, right? But once you get, you know, up over five, um, you start to get in those, you know, we currently, I think in, in that or it's organization obviously still exists. We currently have about 350 team members. So, I mean, like that really impacts how you can run it if you're doing a good job hiring and developing. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but when you only have 20 people and you have two locations, that gets a little dicey some days <laughs> Luckily, right. we didn't have to do that in COVID. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a nightmare. <laughs> no kidding. Well, and it does, it speaks to me a lot about a lot of people freak out when they're thinking about growing and expanding. They're like, I am working 24 hours a day now. I can't possibly do this twice as much because there just aren't 48 hours in a day. But then that, that thing, I don't know if it clicks, if it snaps, if it <laughs> breaks, if what had happened in your brain. And then all of a sudden you start to realize, Hey, there's gotta be an easier way to do this. And I I'm doing it in order to make myself feel important as opposed to making other people feel important. And when I can start doing that, then I start to create systems that actually work because now I'm not emotionally involved in those systems and I can see them for what they are. So 
is that your experience and and how do you see other people transitioning through that yeah um yes I mean I feel like my experience was like head down like the roadrunner with like the legs just going (laughs) quite young uh to really um find myself in that position so a lot of it was trial and error for me for sure the breaking points all of those things but um I do think there comes a point where you see I always say when I'm talking to people now, I'm like, it's, it's the eagle eye view. There comes a point in your career where you can actually step back and you can see everything from way over top. And then you can see way out into the future. And I don't really know, Michelle, you might have an opinion on this. I don't know what clicks that for somebody or how that happens, but I have like crazy visions now. (laughs) Like I can see way out. I can see way out with the inspired leader. Um, I can see things from a totally different perspective, but I think that requires you really knowing what happens on the ground and the frontline level and then beginning to like build out from there over the years and understanding what those systems are what those processes are what the things are that are going to um what would i say like more automate (laughs) the things that are taking all your time when you're on the front line right Mm -hmm. and you can't be afraid to say no (laughs) because i think we become entrepreneurs because we like to say yes And then we have to learn to say no. Um, So I think that that's a really big thing and find what is the biggest piece of advice I tend to give like women in my leadership program these days is like, what is your, uh, what's your strength? Um, One of the, one of the gentlemen that I coach here says, what's your value add? I'm like, yes, that's it. Because if you can live in that space and delegate the rest out, then you have space to start to see that 360 degree view. Then you start to see the possibility with your organization and with your business or your team And that's when anything becomes possible. And that's when it gets really groovy, right? So when we stay kind of at the front line, it feels like the road runner. (laughs) Um, So it is important to evolve and really try to figure out how to take those steps forward and move up. And you present a good visual because I remember at one point somebody said to me, you know, in order to be an eagle, you got to soar with eagles. And Mm -hmm. at times when you're the road runner running, it requires an eagle picking you up. with you and you're thinking am I to pray at this point because I kind of feel like pray right <laughs> and the real runner's looking around and he's pretty sketched out for sure it's like, like no I'm journey. just trying to show you the big picture it's like this is really freaking me out <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's true right like and it is scary the first time you start to see it and you're like whoa and you want to step back and and that is all about you know you started with the mindset it is all about that mindset and 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 how willing are we to look into the things that make us scared, the things that freak us out a little bit, but we know there might be some possibility in there. And um, I think that's why entrepreneurs are crazy, amazing, and beautiful all at the same time. Because <laughs> yep. they're willing to lean into that and be like, okay, like what is possible? What if, right? And I just think that that's so fun. So I love hanging out with people who own businesses because we could just talk for hours. <laughs> right. So what yeah. are some of the things that you see people getting um weirded out the most about when it comes to taking on that leadership role and stepping back from the doer role? Yeah, I think uh, mostly at this point in time with the inspired leader and mostly working with women and it's confidence, it's mindset. Um, it's this, um, and I know it from my early years, for sure. It's this um, doubt in, in their selves and their capacity and they really just need somebody to help them shine a light on that. And so that's really what, what I do. Um, but I know we can find this in organizations and in companies everywhere, right? It's a matter of finding people that we can work with. But I definitely think the confidence is a huge thing um, with women. We still like, 
what is it? What's the stat? It's like 80 cents. We still think like 80 cents on the dollar of men. Right. And okay, fine. But that still affects the way that you think about yourself because it's a societal thing. Right. And so this confidence piece and this starting to really believe in yourself and own who you are and show up authentically allows you to come into the workforce and be a leader at the same level as a man and then learn to work together and bring that masculine and that feminine together because that's when it really works right it's not about one or the other it's about us working together as equals in this like co-creative kind of environment that that you see these businesses really excel really thrive and like become impactful businesses in the world right they've they've unlocked that door Absolutely. And I often equate it, I, being a, a Gen Xer, I often looked at that and went like, why? I don't get it because I would go into an office and I'm like, okay, it's full of guys. Awesome. I dominate this room. <laughs> like, as long as there's no other women competing for my attention, then I know I dominate. So I had a little twisted opinion of the whole thing, but I saw a group of co-ed soccer players, like the little itty bitty ones playing when they play her, like herd soccer. And I noticed that the guys are just right in there. They're like, I'm going to attack that ball. I'm going to eat that ball. None of them know what they're doing with the ball. None of them. (laughs) Like there isn't one kid there that actually had any skill whatsoever, but the boys were in and the girls would just kind of sit back and didn't want to get kicked. (laughs) I think was more of the thing, but they were, they were kind of strategizing the field a little bit more. So it's like, they're looking for somebody who's open. They're looking for when the, when there's an opening in the ball and they can go and get it without getting kicked. Um, and I think we bring that same kind of attitude into the boardroom and we're thinking, I don't want to get kicked. I don't want to be, you know, all that and a whole lot more. I am not at that point where I'm that good. So I'm not going to jump after that position. Whereas guys are just like, Hey, that position looks fun. I think I'll go do that. <laughs> and that's what you kind of need. To I love kind that, of climb. Upset about that, that men don't get upset about that. Like, I love that about them. I'm like, I want to be more like that. Just go and do it. <laughs> Yeah, go for the ball. Absolutely. And I think if we have that kind of fun attitude towards business as opposed to getting really freaked out that, oh my God, my paycheck's on the line. I got to pay my visa this month. I got to pay my mortgage. I got to, like we we adult life so much that we forget to kid life. And really it is, it's super fun running a business. It's super fun being able to organize things. It's super fun being in a leadership role and being able to see the little nuggets of awesomeness that are in people and being able to nurture that um, when you can see it. So uh, I think it's just really a matter of kind of stepping back and going, you know, how do I play, you know, herd hockey or <laughs> herd soccer? And how do I want to bring that into the in the boardroom or into the business life? Yeah. And I think you hit on a really interesting point and an important point there is like the fun, right? Like as we grow up, we seem to, for some reason, you know, you look at a kid and the joy that they have in life. Like my little nephew was over and uh, he w- he was looking at my dog and anyway, he calls him Momo and he's like, oh, Momo. And Memphis was like running at him and he was like running back, but he was like in the moment and it was like this thing. And then he started giggling and I was like, this kid is just like totally present, having the best time. And, you know, as we grow up, we don't do that anymore. Right. We somehow lose, lose touch with that. But I actually think we can bring that into like workplaces and and into the environments. And as leaders, I think we have the opportunity to, right, Mm -hmm. which is so cool. And when we can bring that in, then we bring this joy back into people's lives and think about the experience that we can create for people that work with us 
Um, because I mean, how much time do we spend at work too? Right. <laughs> so if you're not having fun doing it, I mean, like you really need to ask yourself what you're doing, right? If you're not enjoying those moments or finding contribution or finding the joy or whatever it is, those things are just, yeah, those are such big pieces too, Michelle. So I think that's really important that you bring that up for sure. Well, and I know that every time I've talked to you, you bring that to the table. So I can't possibly imagine what it would be like being able to work with you in these leadership roles, just to be able to bring that fun, bring that joie because you see the things that are going on in the moment and, and play with it, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what are some of the, um, so we looked at some of the things that they, that they're bringing and they're terrified of. And when they step into that, what do you notice is the biggest change for female leaders in particular, when they're stepping into that role? Well, I think in the outer world, it's usually not a ton right away, but in their inner world, it's incredible because now, you know, the, the confidence is there to show up and engage in the conversation at the office to lay their idea on the table, or if they're an entrepreneur to go, to go and start that new idea in their business and they do it and they put their head down and they do it and they get that, you know, almost that masculine energy to go and do that thing. Um, so I think it really starts internally, but what happens is when, you know, a woman starts to go through this process, um, it, it, it starts internally, but it becomes so evident externally. And I always say, you know, when you're around a woman who has found herself and is confident and loves herself and <laughs> loves what she does, because you're like, it, you're drawn to her, right? It's like, she's on fire. And you're like, who is that woman? Like, I totally want to work with her. I want to know her. I want to be a part of this. And I just think that we can all be like that. I think it's, it's a choice. It's a mindset shift. And you just need a little bit of help and understanding to get there. And so I think that that is the coolest part that I see. And obviously, I mean, besides the obvious, I mean, I see tons of promotions. I see tons of career changes. I see tons of uh, home life improvements <laughs> because it is all integrated at the end of the day. If you hate your work, you're probably not that happy when you come home. <laughs> you know? well, let's be honest about it. Right. So um, all of these things, it's like this full integration of life and work and, um, you know, incomes increase all of these things. But I mean, those are like, to me, the external things. I think when somebody's living their life from their authenticity, from like who they are, from their heart, and a woman is showing up in the world and being like, this is me. And here's what I can bring to it. I think it's one of the most powerful things you will ever see. Nice. I love that. So give us an example of one of the Cinderella stories of someone you've worked with. Oh my goodness. Lots. <laughs> Where <laughs> should I start? Okay. So, um, well to, to leave the organization. So I've been directing this organization for 17 years. So to leave the organization of the original Joe's wasn't that easy. <laughs> right. And I said, Hey, I think I feel called to go do this. And so, um, I've been mentoring uh, a beautiful, amazing leader. Her name's Krista for the last 18 months um, to take over my role. <laughs> and I will tell you that, so she's been working in Original Joe's for 10 years. And I will tell you that when Krista started with us, she was afraid to even speak. Like she would never give us her opinion. She would have never believed that she was a leader. Um, she wanted to sit and hide in a corner and not have anybody watch her. And now, um, and it's not about me, she has done the work, but I've mentored this woman to now take over my role where she is standing in front of all of our senior leaders every single week, 
directing them on how to run this organization. And I just sit back and I watch and I'm like, like almost in tears a lot of times. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe she's there. That's so great. But she's like living her dream career now. And it's funny because 10 years ago, she's like, I would never, I would never have wanted your job. And she's like, now I love it. I find so much contribution in it. I have so much passion for it. And you can just tell by the way she shows up every day that she's just, she's just going to knock it out of the park. She's like, it gives me goosebumps to talk about it. She's going to listen to this and be like, Ellie, don't. <laughs> she's like, she's just, yeah, it's the evolution of, you know, Krista. And I've seen it in many women, but Krista specifically, she is one of the most beautiful people you'll ever meet. And everybody wants to be led by her now. Nice. And like, what amazing, right? So yeah, I, I love the Krista story. She's, and I'm never letting her go. You know, once you have that relationship <laughs> with somebody, you're like, you can, we have to like, you can't, we can't leave each other's lives now too, right? It becomes so meaningful that time that you spend together. So Aww, yeah. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. So what, what are the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having? They're listening to this right now and going, oh my God, Allie, I need you so badly. I just think um, if you are waking up every day and you're dragging your butt out of bed to go to work and wondering what you're doing, you might want to talk to somebody. Maybe it's not me, but you might want to talk to somebody because you might want to see if there's a mind shift, a different perspective, some, some different way you can look at what you're doing. If you find that your work is bleeding over into your home life and you're having problems, you might want to talk to somebody like a coach, like a leadership coach, because these are the things these things can be worked with. Like, I think we often think, uh, this is it, right. We get used to it. It's like comfort and we're like, okay, well it, it sucks, but this is it. This is my job. This is what I'm going to do. Um, but at the end of the day, that's actually not the case. That's not the world that we live in. And so when you're willing to get just a little uncomfortable <laughs> and do a little bit of work, you can completely change your life and live in a whole new space. So I just think if you're unsatisfied, if you're waking up and you're like tired and you're like, I don't want to do this. I definitely think that that's a conversation that should be had and probably not even that deep of a fix at the end of the day. Right. It's like, just like I said, at the start, seeing around your corners, right. What's your blind spot right now? What can you do to make your life a little bit better? 1% every day. Um, that compound is huge at the end of the year. So Absolutely. It is. And even I myself found myself in that predicament because when we pivoted, I went, oh, I'll do the creative side of the company. You do the tech side. This is good. I understand the tech. We can do this. And I put myself in the position of project management and discovered that I absolutely with a passion hated project management. I love strategy sessions. I love seeing the whole over picture. I can do that all day long. Like I breathe. But to go in and then try and interpret what somebody said and then trying to interpret how do you talk geek to that and get the guys to it. And I'm like, okay, this got to stop. This got to stop right now. I, I, whoever did project management before today is fired because she sucks. So who wants to take over project management? It's like, well, we could do that because it's not that hard and blah, blah, blah. Awesome. We are restructuring this immediately. And this is how this is going down. I will move back into sales and strategies and I get to talk to everybody every day. And that's how that's going down. And I have, I swear to God, never been happier. <laughs> and it was, it was almost like, well, it's my company. I should have to do this. And it's like, no, it's my company. I get to do it any way I want to. <laughs> this is not how I want to do it. And, and I so, think in our careers, we can too. Like if we come at that from 
a caring way to our organizations, they're going to want to find a fit for us. They don't want to put us in a place that we hate because we're not going to, we're not going to stay in the end way. Right. So I think that that's an important piece too. Like, even if you are an employee, you can have this conversation. You can work yourself to a place where you can show your employer what your greatest assets are and ask to be put there, right? I think that's always possible. Well, especially so, because I think it's so easy for an employer to go, hey, we have this thing that needs to get done. Can you do this? Great, go do that. And then eventually it becomes like, hey, this is not my wheelhouse. This is not my jam. This is not what I'm really good at. But what she's doing over there, I would love to do that. And it seems to me like she's hating that. (laughs) Like, can we switch jobs? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's it can be as easy as that and as obvious that, but it takes a little bit of wherewithal to be able to, uh, have the guts to say that to your employer. And I think uh, when you have leaders like you're nurturing and creating, it makes it easier because they're having that conversation. Like, Hey, how do you like your job? Is there something that you see in the company that you'd like to take on or in our company? It's like, Hey, we got to do this thing. Who thinks this would be awesome. And yeah. somebody volunteers and we're like, awesome. <laughs> Let's go figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it's not their fit when they volunteer and that's okay. right. We figure it out, but that also keeps their job dynamic and fun and exciting and all of those things, right? So So absolutely do not be afraid to tell somebody, hey, this isn't what I thought it was at the beginning. (laughs) And and what is it turned out to be? And I think so-and-so might be better suited for it or somebody like so-and-so. Totally. I think if you work for a good company and you have a good employer, they want to hear that. (laughs) If you don't hear that feedback, they probably feel like they left you down and let you down at some point too. Right. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And you're, you're always going to be more effective and more efficient at the thing you love to do than at something that you hate doing, right? Whether you don't know how to do it in either circumstances, but if, if you don't know how to do it and you hate it, it's going to be worse. If you don't know how to do it and you're curious and you're fascinated by it, it makes it way easier. Yeah, totally. Totally. I love that. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you, Ellie. We all do. So how did they start their journey with you? Um, Well, uh, you can find me at theinspiredleader.com. This fall, uh, I will be doing my second session of the Inspired Woman Leadership Collective, which is a intimate leadership development program for female professionals uh, looking to take them to take their careers to the next level, take their lives to the next level. So that'll be starting in October uh, intimate. I only take 12 seats, so it's not, it's not a big program. Um, so if you're interested, you can go to theinspiredleader.com. You can send me an email. You can connect with me. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Allie underscore underscore. And I'd love, even if you have questions, DM me, I'd love to answer them for you. Awesome. We will of course have all our links in the show notes peeps. So go and do that regardless of when you're listening to this, go and check it out. And I'm sure she'll have updated information at that point. Awesome. So I have to ask you, Ali, at what point in your journey or at what point in your life did you know that you were special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think I still second guess it. But then when I second <laughs> guess it, I'm like, no, no, I wouldn't have it any other way. I don't know. Um, that's a really good question. Well, it's a really good answer because a lot of people feel the same way as <laughs> I don't know. I know I feel crazy. Yeah. <laughs> if that's a good sign. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you, Michelle? At what point in your career did you decide? Oh, I knew I was crazy right off the bat. Um, in fact, I think I knew I was crazy in school because I kept telling my teachers, hey, and can I learn about this? And they go, no, no, you, you can learn about that in high school. No, you can learn about that in university. No, you can learn about that when you specialize. I was like, 
dude, I'm interested right now. I want to know now because three minutes from now, I'm not going to care anymore. <laughs> it's like, okay, clearly I don't think like they do. Clearly I don't think like the institutes do. And it's time to go out and forge my own way and figure this whole thing out. So yeah, yeah I, love I love that. I love that. Right. So I also wanted to ask you in your journey of leadership, um, I know there's a few things that, you know, that may strike you as being having been really funny. Either they were really funny or in retrospect, they were really funny. Can you remember any of those episodes where you're like, oh my God, that was a colossal fail, but damn, that was funny. Well, I've had, a, I've had a lot of colossal fails. I'm <laughs> going to be the first to admit that for sure. Um, oh, really funny colossal fails. Well, I would say that um, when, oh my gosh, <laughs> when I was running, I, yeah, it's only funny now. Okay. This was not funny then, but <laughs> when I was running, uh, one of the things I wanted to do throughout the tenure with the restaurants is I wanted to be a general manager. So I really wanted to understand that role. So I ran the original Joe's in Terwilliger here in Edmonton for seven years. It did a long time because I fell in love with it. It was wonderful. There was one day, I have, we're actually recording this on a holiday too. So there was, I have a thing with holidays where they don't click in my head because I'm a restaurant girl and I work every day. And so I had built a schedule for a holiday Monday and it was like a family day or something. And anyway, so I opened the doors to the restaurant. It was literally like a train of elephants coming through the door. It's just like door open, beep, beep. And I was like, where are all these people coming from? And literally, Michelle, it took me like an hour to realize that it was a holiday. And by the time I tried to like call some servers and we were full front to back running around. And I was just like, and I remember like it was me and a bartender and a server. And they were looking at me like, you're such an a-hole, right? <laughs> you, we are so going to sacrifice you at midnight. Yes, they were totally going to put me on the altar. We anyway. don't have time for that right now. So. <laughs> and so anyway, we kind of like got through it all at the end. And I bought them a drink. We were sitting and talking. And they both just looked at me. And they're like, that was so rude. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I'm so sorry. And I had to deal, you know, like people were not happy and it was like what not one of my highest days, but I often look back on that now. And I think, you know what, like when you have amazing people that you work with and you have team and you guys connect and you have a good relationship, like they kind of hated me that day, but they got over it. They worked for me for a really long time. They were great team members. We had great times together and we were able to look back on that day later and be like, you know what? Yeah, that, that super sucked, but it was all good. And remember when, remember when you put that dill dip on the plate in the back and it flopped off the side and you had to run around with dill dip all up through your legs? I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's always an adventure, right? And you just got to yeah. kind of roll with it. Restaurants, especially, right? I mean, you know, these stories. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I also yeah. find that those days are the ones that make the next day look so much easier. And it's like, Oh my God, we've lived through that. We can live through this. This is nothing. It's like, we live through the fire is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. As long as it wasn't like Mother's Day or something, you're like, oh my God. Well, it okay. sounds like it was actually. <laughs> it was a family day, a day. February. No, families yeah. weren't happy with me that day, unfortunately. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's okay now. That's yeah. awesome. Awesome. Allie, you have been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Any last words for our peeps? I would just say like, I've kind of said this already, but like if, if, if you're listening to this and, and you're a female leader or you're, you're an entrepreneur and you're struggling, 
really know that you don't have to, that there's support out there. I'm not the only person who does this. I love what I do. I think there's so much power in it. Um, I know what it's like to struggle um, and I know what it's like to be there. So um, know that you're not alone and that there is help and support um, and don't give up because you started doing what you're doing because you loved it and you can figure that out and get back to that too. Nice. Love it. Awesome. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedlek. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with a friend because we love helping you and your friends scale and grow your businesses. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.